Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. My poor old microphone, he's being used as a paperweight right now. <laughs> I'm like not even kidding, like legitimately. <laughs> but seriously, it's like the history of Ranger Command. It's I it's know. a museum piece. Next time we go to Ranger Stop, I should just like sign this with a sharpie and just give it to someone. <laughs> it belongs in a museum. <laughs> oh my god. Just like who wants my old microphone? <laughs> Enter the raffle. Oh but no. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not saying, like, let's put that in stone or anything, but maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe let's put that down in Nephrite Orb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get it? Oh, well. That was dumb. <laughs> let's seal that took, idea away in the Nephrite Orb and store it for 65 million years. It took my brain a full, like, minute to comprehend that you said Nephrite Orb. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, duh, what? Oh, my God. So over the weekend, I got Buffalo Wild Wings. I tweeted about it, the burger that I, I got from Buffalo Wild Wings. And everyone was like, oh, my gosh, that sounds amazing. And I want one. And it was a good burger. It was, like, shockingly good. And then Buffalo Wild Wings, like, liked my tweet and liked some other stuff. And then I get this weird message from Buffalo Wild Wings today. What? Like... <laughs> Hey, would you mind DMing us? We have a question. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, can we sponsor your podcast? Is that what, <laughs> what it was? Does yes, Wild please. Want with me. And I DM'd them and they're like, hey, we want to use your tweet about the, you liking the burger in, an, um, <laughs> in a social media ad we're going to plan. I'm like, okay, sure. Why not? But can I get a free burger? And they're like, sure, we'll send you a gift card. So basically, I am now in a Buffalo Wild Wings ad. Nice. Soon All to right. come. And I made them compensate me because I wasn't about to just let them. <laughs> You're like, listen, I don't work for free. <laughs> I just, just give me a burger. <laughs> See, me, I wouldn't have even asked for a gift card. I'd have been like, can you send me a couple of bottles of the garlic Parmesan sauce? I mean, I'm sure they would have whatever you want. Yeah. But Zach, just throw up some fake tweets about burgers and they'll be like, hey, can we? <laughs> Maybe. No, no, don't, don't, don't make it fake. Like, get a burger. I'm, get I'm gonna burger. try a burger. Maybe I'll do it. And um, if all, if all three of us do it, then the podcast would really be sponsored. Yeah. I should have said, sure. Can you sponsor my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. It has nothing to do with sports or burgers or bars or anything, but just sponsor us, please. I mean, if we want to bring back pundit cuisine power hour i mean we're we're good for that <laughs> don't mind me just casually googling buffalo wild wings burgers are they like new burgers or the ones yeah, they always like have new... them? Oh, loaded new burger lineup oh, oh they sent me 25 dollars what oh my god yes 25 dollars <laughs> yes oh look it says okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do my uh my asmr voice Indulge in our loaded burger lineup. Cheesy, hand-smashed, and double-stacked. Including the smoked brisket burger, the all-American cheeseburger, and the new bacon-smashed hatch chili burger. Oh, yeah. 
Wild Wings, sponsor us. And now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Ay, 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 ay! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour! Today on the Power Hour, episode 179, Rangers Talk, Hasbro Pulse Fan Fest, plus our interview with the Power Rangers design team, recorded on April 14th, 2021. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Simon Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as Trekkie B47. I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. This episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks to our $5 and above patrons, Chris P, Steve F, Ethan S, AJW, Eric D, Jacob P, Steve M, Tyler W, Tyler B, Tyler D, Leland D, Jason O, Liz M, Callum M, Craig M, Mason M, Hassan A, Bo H, Raheem Y, Josh P, Derek G, and Teresa B for supporting us this month. You can also use our Amazon affiliate link at amazon.com slash shop slash ranger command ph as well as check out all of the links for the podcast at linktr.ee slash ranger command ph. Hey y'all. Hey. 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 We are back recording a new episode of Ranger Command. Reunited and it feels so good. We have a lot to talk about. I'm ready to just talk all about Power Rangers and all the awesome stuff going on. And we'll talk about a lot tonight. How's that? Yeah. Sounds good. All good. So we're recording this, like I said, on Wednesday, April 14th. Today was the release of Mighty Morphin issue six, uh, where we showed a first look of the issue last Friday. But I also did my spoiler-free review of the issue, still reeling from the revelation of the new Green Ranger's true identity. The Mighty Morphin team must join with former Ranger Grace Sterling to save Angel Grove from a new threat tied to Zordon's surprising past. But nothing could prepare the Rangers for the two people who stand in their way. And... You can read my spoiler-free review before reading the issue, but it is out now. Mm. Out now. Then, this Saturday, hopefully the day that you're listening to this on Saturday the, the 17th, Power Rangers Dino Fury will air episode 8, which we found out during Hasbro Pulse Fan Fest that this would be uh, the point where the hiatus begins. We've got Unexpected Guest. Episode 8 airing this Saturday. A familiar face arrives on Earth and Zato dismisses his quest as a distraction. After he saves the Rangers from a powerful Sporex beast, Zato realizes an important lesson. And as seen on Hasbro Pulse Fan Fest, uh, they had a special preview clip for this episode. It will feature... Kelson Henderson returning as his character Mick from Power Rangers Ninja Steel. And like I said, this will serve as the beginning of the yearly hiatus in the United States. Uh, boo hiatus, but yay, Kelson Henderson. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of bittersweet. And we'll talk <laughs> about this later in the episode because we're not getting the Gold Ranger until we come back from hiatus. Yeah. 
So it's going to be a long summer unless you take a trip overseas. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But did you guys see that preview clip? I did. I did. Yes. What did we uh, What did we think about it? I made the joke on Twitter. I said, "Man, Zato's treating Mick like the fandom is treating Mick." Ouch! <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, Zato was kind of cold to him, but it was um, yeah. super cold. I feel like maybe there's a reason for that, but uh, either way, it made me kind of like Mick more. I mean, I didn't watch much of Ninja Steel, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seems like they wrote him differently here. Um. I mean, like I, a little bit. Sure. I watched all of Ninja Steel and Kelson was literally the best part of Ninja yeah. Steel. I think every time Mick was on screen, I really liked his interactions with the Rangers and how he kind of was really a mentor towards them and giving them some lessons, even if they were a bit overhanded sometimes. But I kind of like that post-show version where he's kind of like the keeper of the Nexus Prism and is following it around and keeping tabs on it. And I really like that he said, oh, I've met over 40 Rangers. And someone pointed out that if you count all the Rangers that were in seasons that Kelson had a major role in, it adds up to 40. Oh, wow. So it's <laughs> like a awesome. super deep cut. At this point, Kelson is the MVP, let's be honest. Every yeah. season he's in has been... Let me let me rephrase that. Every <laughs> season he's been a face character in has been great. Operation Overdrive notwithstanding. And I said to him on Twitter, I said, man... Listen, I'll back you 100% all the time, every day. Like, I love your work. I love you as a person. You're a good human being, and I'm happy to support, you know, any season you're in, even Operation Overdrive if it comes to it. But, uh, yeah, no, like, I'm excited to see Kelson back as Mick. The preview clip has me interested to see what he's up to with trying to track down the Ninja Nexus Prism. They dropped the ninja from the clip. I don't know if you you caught that. It's just Nexus Prism. Ah. They say nothing about ninjas, so I'm kind of like, okay, maybe get away from that. And I don't know, it it seemed like it it was a more connected universe. Like, look, I always love when the show does, it doesn't have to be a huge team up for me to appreciate the callback. Yeah. As long as there's like a reference to a past season or some kind of small tie-in Easter egg Something like that satisfies me as a fan. And someone even pointed out that in Beast Morphers, when the Lion Zord was going on a rampage, it was in the Park Ridge Forest. And it's like, wow, that's the name of the town of the season we're in the following season. So it's, it's a deep cut and it's like little referential things like that, where, you know, sometimes that's enough. And Yeah, Kelson, his character Mick, was a Red Ranger, like, very briefly uh, during the season one finale of of Ninja Steel when the Red Ninja Stars split into three. So he technically was a Ranger at one point, Mick was. Mm -hmm. So I like that it's a guest appearance, and that's something that's surprising, but... Also, given the whole COVID situation, it makes sense to pull actors who are currently in New Zealand who guested previously on Power Rangers. Like, Mm -hmm. 
Solon was Josephine Davidson, uh, who is Morgana from SPD, bringing back local talent that was previous in Power Rangers. And, you know, Ninja Steel was only a few years ago. Of course, they still have the outfit and the wig and all the little props, and Mm -hmm. they can easily bring him back. And I'm really, really interested to see how this episode plays out. I wouldn't mind if this wasn't like a one-time appearance. Like maybe it end, it does end on the cliffhanger and somehow Mick helps them bring back the gold ranger. That'd be neat. Yeah. And that's how you tie in. Maybe episode nine, we get full on gold ranger. And when he mentioned in the preview clip that the Nexus prism is tied to the morphing grid and, and all of this stuff, it feels like they're setting something up. Yeah. And I feel like even the episode title might be like a red herring. Right. And it's like, we think we think it's talking about Mick, but it's really talking about the Gold Ranger. Mm. Yeah. And, and we don't know. I mean, maybe at the end we get that tease where, you know, he's either suited up or he awakens. And part of me wants to assume that this character of, of Ion, and we'll get to that announcement, because it's been confirmed he's also a Rafconian like Zato. If he is still the, like, original Gold Ranger, that would be huge. Like, maybe somehow he was frozen for 65 million years. Yeah. And I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe the Nexus Prism somehow rejuvenates or restores him. Maybe he's in the Nexus Prism. That would be weird. <laughs> it would be but stranger weird, things but have like, happened. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, like, the Nexus Prism is, like, holding him in, like, some kind of stasis. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe well, we could be completely tell. wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess everyone will know after they listen to this episode or they, they'll already know. <laughs> our uh, our predictions are going to be hilariously out of date because the episode right. will aired by the time people are listening to this. <laughs> That's pretty much it for the news, at least, that was not part of FanFest. Unexpected Guest was kind of tied to it. But I want to, like, fully get into FanFest mode. So... First of all, did you all watch it? Yes. No. AP was that that's a no? Yes, that's a no. Okay. It was not like it was not a choice. I just didn't it was at a bad time for me. And then I just like never got around to even like really watching it afterwards. So Okay. It wasn't because I didn't want to. Let me put that out not there. For I wanted lack to. Of trying. I just, yes, it was not for lack of trying. It just didn't quite line up for me. So no, I have not seen it. Okay. I mean, you could probably skip around a bit. Oh, no, I, I know, like, all the announcements, though. Like, I know basically everything that happened. Like, you saw them on Twitter after the fact? Yeah, I was, like, on Twitter, like, checking it throughout the day, like, when I could. And I kind of saw, like, some clips and screenshots and, so, yeah. So the Hasbro Power Rangers panel was led by uh, John, who is kind of like the market, the global marketing lead for Power Rangers and who I talked to later on in this episode. That's something I need to talk about. At the end of this episode, we do have like a 10-minute interview with John Warden from the Power Rangers design team. He used to be on the Transformers side of Hasbro for many, many years, and now he's moved over to Ghostbusters and Power Rangers. And then John, with no H, who was on the stream, we also interviewed him, and he is like the global marketing side for Power Rangers. So you can catch that chat at the end of this episode. And then, of course, Paul, who runs the Power Rangers social media and 
is really interactive on the show and brand side. Those three were the Power Rangers brand team where they shared all the news that we're going to talk about and the whole lightning collection and some other announcements. We'll include a link to the Hasbro Pulse Fan Fest, the timestamp for the Power Rangers portion. And other than that, yours truly was on the stream as part of the fan wall, the silent fan wall. Yeah. (laughs) Fancy. (laughs) Yeah. So it, it was pretty cool. Our Hasbro contact reached out to me about like a week and a half, two weeks before the show and said, hey, we're putting together Hasbro Pulse Fan Fest and we're doing this fan wall. And I think there was only like eight or nine of us in it. Some familiar faces like Chris from Toku Nation, even though he was wearing a red Power Rangers helmet. (laughs) And then Joe from Illuminati and Matt from comicbook.com and some other familiar faces. Just a veritable who's who of Power Rangers folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got to all watch it together during the event. Like they put us in like a Zoom green room essentially and they had the feed streaming to us as one of like the zoom participants Mm -hmm. and so we could all like hear it and watch it in real time it was hard to hear sometimes just because some people were talking way too much about it but for the most of us uh we were we were sitting around and getting prepared. So there was that live portion where we were actually live and on stream with the announcer, Jackie Jennings. The Jackie Jennings portion where she's hosting and doing that live and with the fan wall, I can assure you that was all in real time. Like we were literally live for that. So it was pretty cool. It was fun. And, you know, I thank Hasbro for the opportunity for letting us participate and also reaching out for us to do this interview that you'll hear at the end of the stream or end of the stream, end of the podcast. (laughs) This isn't a stream. I'm so used to like streaming all the time. It's been a streaming week. And we did get like a box for Hasbro Pulse Fan Fest. I believe we're getting a Power Rangers box as well. And so I think that's something that we'll just review maybe on a live stream or something, because we've done that in the past for Hasbro. So stay tuned in the future and, you know, we'll do something on our YouTube channel live and that should be a lot of fun. But yeah, it was cool. Like I took, I literally took a half day at work. I took the four hours of a fan fest off. Uh, So from 10 a.m. my time to, to 2 p.m., I was off work and you know, watching the whole thing as well as getting a little bit to uh, participate in it. So it it was fun to watch live. Obviously, some of the things I wasn't like really into just because like I'm not a I'm I'm a Transformers fan, but I'm not I don't know every Transformer I don't collect. Mm -hmm. And the same thing was with like G.I. Joe uh, a little bit. I was like, yeah, I don't really know all of this stuff. But I think a lot of the panels were fun. Uh, there was a lot of amazing product that was revealed, but I had to go back and rewatch it again just because there was things that I missed when it was live and we're like participating in it. It was a cool experience and I really thank them for it. Zach, you, you were watching live. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. I was watching live. Um, I tuned in from the beginning and uh, stayed through until the end of the Power Rangers uh, panel. And yeah, there were a lot of really cool reveals. Well, I wanted to ask, did you look at the chat 
at all? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, as soon as I saw the direction chat was going, I left chat uh, minimized forever because that is the... You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Thank you, Obi-Wan. Yeah. That place is just n- no. That is a big heaping spoonful, bowlful of no. Never go into chat, ever. I had the misfortune of looking at chat when I was playing it back, and in God's green earth, I don't know why they allowed chat replay for the like archived version, but the amount of racist, sexist trolling was just unbelievable. And yeah, during the whole Power Rangers panel, people were like, oh, boring, boring, move on, let's go, Joe. And there was one person that was like, I think throughout the whole freaking fan fest, that was like, stop giving exclusives to Target, stop giving exclusives to Target, stop giving exclusives to Target. And I was just like, holy crap. But the amount of just blatant racism whenever a person of color or woman on the stream was just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And wow. I had to click away because that kind of vitriol, that kind of just sheer ignorant hate is not good for anyone. So I, I chose to just stay as far away from that as I could. And I know moderating chat, I know that can be a daunting task in itself, Mm -hmm. but my God, have someone on the Hasbro side, like banning some people or deleting horrible comments. Why would you leave that up for everyone to see? I I know a lot of people turned off chat because it, it was so toxic, but Hasbro, you have to do something during these live streams. I know you want to make it interactive and you want people to submit their questions and comment, but you have to have like one or two people moderating that stream just to clean it up because my God, or even like a filter, like something that auto detects, Hey, this person keeps using slurs over and over and over and over and over ad nauseum. Get them out. They don't belong here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how somebody can be a fan of something like G.I. Joe, like Power Rangers, like uh, superheroes, and have that mindset. Like, you are not grasping the concept of the thing you claim to be a fan of. If you are going on there and spouting hate and anger and ignorance and saying, like, I love superheroes. They do the good work. And it's like, well, then emulate them. Act like a decent human being, for Christ's sake. (sighs) Yeah, sorry. It. It's been a while since we had a Zach no. Grant. No, no, do, do not apologize because... That's all correct. <laughs> because we, we feel the same way. Yeah. I don't want to bring the podcast down, but I had that chat open when I was in the replay, and I think I screenshotted some of them and, like, put it on my Twitter, and I'm like, really, Hasbro? Like, this is what you want represented? It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. It's just... Uh, it- I I had hoped for better, but I, I should have expected what we got because honestly, yeah. fandoms nowadays are filled with super gross, toxic, entitled fans, and I put fans in heavy quotation marks there. Yeah, um, that just do not deserve any spot anywhere near the table of the fandom, mm-hmm. and that goes for all fandoms. That goes for Ghostbusters. That goes for Power Rangers. That goes for DC Marvel. 
all these Star superheroes, Wars. Star Wars especially, yeah, like like you cannot claim to be a fan of something and then in real life, oh, I root for the, I root for the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Go home, go in a corner and think about what you've done. Your stupidity angers me. It's just as bad for Star Trek fandom too. There are so many comments I see on the Star Trek side, and it's like, I, I get it. Like, this new generation of Star Trek may not be your cup of tea, but my God, at least take some cues from the original series and next gen and leave your bigotry in your quarters. Seriously. That's, that's another thing. It's like, I cannot understand how you can claim to love a franchise that is built on diversity, on different races, religions, creeds coming together to overcome a mutual problem and then in real life be the exact opposite of that thing mm-hmm. and claim, oh, it's all forced diversity. It's like, uh, no, it's very natural diversity that has existed in the franchise since the dawn of the franchise. And yeah. has existed in real life. Yeah. Yep. Wow. It's just so <laughs> tiring. It really is. It's like, I'm sorry some people haven't, like, left their, like, homogeneous hometowns, but it's not my fault you haven't left your little bubble and you don't know that, like, other people exist who aren't, like, you and your pals who all look and act like you. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. So, AP, I'm just saying, if you do rewatch the broadcast, do not. Turn off chat. Oh, I probably won't now. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I was just gonna say turn off chat. And just like say, yeah. save myself, the, <laughs> save myself. You the will hassle. literally just be like slamming your head against your desk in frustration at how yeah, stupid I, these people are. I think I'll save myself that trouble. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So they did announce that there will be what's called Power Month. This is August of this year, August 2021, celebration of all things Power Rangers. Well. What? We know there's not going to be a Power Morphicon. (laughs) Unfortunately, yeah. This year. So, obviously, August 28th is going to be another milestone anniversary. It will be the, what, the 29th? No, wait, where are we? (laughs) Or 28th? 28th, because this is 2021 and then math. Yeah. So, (laughs) we're getting closer to that magical 30th anniversary. And they recognize that not all of us can get together still during this time. And they are going to have a celebration of all things Power Rangers. They're going to be working with their retail partners for these different capsules. And if you want to know what a capsule is, tune in for our interview at the end because we get an explanation of that. But quite simply, it's a encapsulation of a theme or products that are exclusive to a different retailer that kind of adds to the overall theme of what they're doing. So on the stream, they mentioned that like GameStop is going to have a pink Power Ranger capsule. So all things, I assume, Mighty Morphin Pink. I don't know if they all do other pink Power Rangers, but GameStop is having like a pink Power Ranger theme. Walmart is doing some kind of retro theme. Amazon and Target have yet to be announced. They're still working on that. But essentially, the Hasbro Pulse capsule is what they revealed on the stream. So the lightning figure collections that we'll talk about. There's going to be more details. I wouldn't be surprised if August is when Power Rangers Dino Fury returns from hiatus. That would not shock Mm -hmm. me at all. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yep. I can see that totally happening, especially since we'll have, you know, whatever, like 16 or, or 15 episodes still to watch of the first season. So I can see Dino Fury coming back, but who knows what they have planned. It just seems like they have really big plans for this. So start saving your money because I think August is going to be an expensive month if you're a collector. So let's get into some of these announcements. We have the Power Rangers Fan Fest 2021 product descriptions, and essentially we got all of the remaining metallic rangers except the white ranger. We don't know if they're doing a metallic white. I would assume they would have to at some point. We've got the Stone Canyon trio in their metallic modes, and we already know that they've got Tenga warriors coming out, so this is perfect to have side-by-side to display and fight the Tengas. So we got Rocky, Adam, Billy with no glasses, so like that season two, season three Billy. And it looks a lot more like him than the other Oh yeah, Billy sculpt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. And we've got Aisha as well. So these are all in their metallic armor. So same thing that we got with uh, Catherine, which mm-hmm. was a previous Hasbro Pulse exclusive with the like pink glittery packaging. And that packaging deco will continue in this line. So all of the Rangers will have that glittery metallic effect. And they also, not only did they improve Billy's sculpt, but they improved Rocky's sculpt by a ton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually pre-ordered two of these just so I could, like, replace the Zeo Blue <laughs> sculpt. Swap the head. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And they called him the leader of the Power Rangers during the stream, which is uh, not, not accurate. But no, this also features... So they took the time and they listened to fans and have remolded and re-sculpted the helmets to be more accurate to the show. Most notably, the Red Ranger helmet is significantly improved uh, with that rounder, more accurate visor and everything about it. But all of the helmets are a lot more accurate to what is in the show. Just stay tuned for that interview because they really go into that process. Do they explain the missing horn on Billy's helmet? I was just going to ask. <laughs> like, I pointed that out on Twitter and I was like, so are we going to get uh, replacement Billy helmets then? Or, or is it going to be something I have to take my trusty silver Sharpie to like I did all of my <laughs> Dino Charge figures? I, I did not ask that, but I think that just may be like, uh, I mean, these are early prototypes. So yeah, hopefully yeah. that horn is painted. <sighs> Otherwise, you're going to have to get your Hasbro paint kit. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully they fix it. But overall, I think they look great. And yeah. I don't know how many noticed, but they all come with a piece of the Zeo shard, just like uh, Catherine did with her figure. So if you look at the packaging shots, they all come with, with the Zeo crystal. That's fun. Dang. It's cool. Now, I can't tell. Is the Adam head sculpt the same as the one with the Zeo figure? Or is it different? Uh, Let me check real quick. I think it might be the same. I mean, not that it matters. I'm just curious. I want to say I think it's different because I think didn't Zeo Adam have longer hair? Wait, wait, wait. I'm checking my, uh, let's see, Wave 8 images, Adam. Let me zoom in on his face. And hence... 
It looks, wait a minute. Oh, it's, it's close. The Zio one, because that comes out first, the details are a little softer and it's less of a scowl. But with the Black Ranger, it feels like they firmed up the details, like his face is less like baby face. (laughs) I'm looking at them side by side at the pressure. That's what I found the picture, too. And it looks like he has a bit more of a scale. Now, it could be the lighting. It could be whatever. But, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like they really tied it up for for Adam. Yeah. And I was already impressed with the Zeo Green head sculpt like i was already impressed with it from the get-go so even that improvement that's that's pretty huge completely agree it's one of the more accurate ones yeah that's why i genuinely could not tell because they both look like johnny young bosch exactly (laughs) yeah i would hope once they do turbo then you get long hair adam that's what i'm thinking of he had the long hair in turbo yeah. I don't know why I said Zio. My brain is just mush. Definitely the Rocky head is a huge, huge improvement. Oh, yeah. And then, exclusive to Target, but they also had some pre-orders available on Hasbro Pulse. And this thing is completely sold out. So by the time you're listening to this, if you haven't pre-ordered it... Too late. Good luck. Yep. You're going to have to hope you find one in the wild. But this is the Power Rangers Lightning Collection Mighty Morphin Tyrannosaurus Century. So this is the figure inspired by the comic book character Tyrannosaurus Sentry, which was the elite squad guard of Lord Draken, inspired by the Red Ranger powers. And it, much like in the tradition of Lord Draken, the base form of Draken, the Evo 3 that we got as a Hasbro Pulse exclusive last year, and then Ranger Slayer, the Mighty Morphin Tyrannosaurus Sentry is the next line in these comic book exclusive characters. And I really love this figure. I've never even read the comics and I love this figure. Yeah. It's just, it's beautiful. I've read the comics, but I'm not like super, super into them. And it's just, it's so sharp. It's really sharp. I love the pauldron with the Tyrannosaurus symbol on it. I think that looks amazing. Yeah. I love the detail lines in the armor. And then even the cape, I think the cape is sculpted really nicely. And this is also another helmet variant because they've got the faceplate that doesn't have the lips. All of the sentries have that generic faceplate. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the staff weapon, which is almost like two power swords combined and, and modified. I think they did an amazing job on this figure. I actually pre-ordered two at Target and one at Hasbro Pulse because I at least wanted three to have that, like, elite guard effect. Yeah, I'd want at least two to have them, like, flanking Draken. Exactly. Personally, I think it sucks that he's an exclusive, but that's only because he is meant to be as an army building figure. So yeah, if if you're going to have an army b- building figure, I would at least make it more available. Yeah, you want to make it wide release. Yeah. So I can see why some people were a bit more like not another Target exclusive because (laughs) I don't deal a lot with Target exclusives. Even the Dino Charge Black for me was a was a chore to find. And I know a lot of people have problems with Target just likes to stick that pre-charge on the card and not take it away or they'll like renew it every month. 
Like I still have a, a pre-charge on mine and it's almost been a week. I pre-ordered In Space Black from Target and every single month on the dime, it's just they're going to keep renewing that charge until ships. They get rid of the charge, right? Yeah. Well, no, they get rid of it and then they put it back eventually to keep checking that you have the money. For whenever it does shit. They never got rid of my, I don't know how long it takes them to get rid of the charge when they put it on, but like I said, it's almost been a week and it's still in my bank account. You know what I mean? Usually takes about a week, maybe 10 days and then it goes away and then it'll come Come back back. again next month. Yeah. Which is going to suck because this figure is supposed to come out in September. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But they say, they say September 1st, but you know, I think that's close enough to Power Rangers day where, you know, they may bump it up and I don't trust any dates from Hasbro Pulse because they'll show up like a month or month and a half earlier than whatever they say anyway. Yeah. I mean, Target's the only place, well, I ordered one figure from Amazon, but all of my lightning collection figures I I've ordered have been from Target pre-orders. Mm-hmm. And they've all come either on the date or like slightly before. Oh, okay. So that's just my experience. Like your mileage may vary. Oh, sure. But for you, have they come packaged nicely at least? Yeah, like none of them have been really damaged. I mean, there was like some slight wear on the corner of I think my Andrews and Astronoma 2 pack, but that was like yeah. unless you're really looking at it, you can't tell it's there. Oh, okay. But yeah, they've come with some like nice bubbles in there. Sturdy box. Of course, again, your mileage may vary if you have like a crappy delivery driver in your area that likes to throw stuff everywhere. But I've had no problems with them whatsoever. Nice. So Yeah, I've I've ordered a couple things from Target before action figure wise and yeah, they've come packaged pretty well. But, you know, I'm hoping that charge doesn't get too annoying. But that was pretty much it in terms of the Lightning Collection announcements. Um, Other than that, we did get, of course, the announcement of Jordan Fight, who was announced as Ion, the Dino Fury Gold Ranger. And, you know, a lot of the fandom knew that Jordan Fight was the Gold Ranger from previous leaks, which we've talked about on the show. But it was nice to really see him officially be announced. And I'm actually glad that they announced it before his debut, especially since we now know that his debut might not happen until after the hiatus, at least, you know, a full episode with him. I like that they got it out of the way just so he could participate in the excitement and it not be a mystery for you know, another three or four months because now the cast can share pictures with him and behind the scenes and they don't have to hide him anymore. Mm -hmm. So Jordan fight becomes not only the first black sixth Ranger, but also the first black gold Ranger. I love how diverse this cast is. Yeah. I'm just looking at these promo shots of him in the suit and everything. And it just looks so clean yeah i can't wait to see him in action because these these promo shots are looking good he just looks like he's having a lot of fun too. oh yeah for sure i love when the actors just look like they're having a lot of fun with their characters and are happy to be there and i mean i would hope he's actually genuinely having a good time and it's not like all super good acting and fake but he seems like it's genuine i love that like someone who's enjoying the experience yeah absolutely his his energy in that video, that announcement video, um, we have all of that at, at rangercommand.com, including the promo shots that Zach is talking about 
And his excitement, his enthusiasm, and you could see it from all of them when they made that video, that special announcement video. It it looks like the cast really gels well together, and mm-hmm. they seem yeah. like a lot of fun. Yeah, completely. I think the nice thing, too, is that like now that they know their series is being really well-received by the fandom, I think that gives them an extra spring in their step, if you will, to be mm-hmm. like, we're a hit with the fans. Like, yeah, let's go put forth that energy and, and make this the best product we can for the fans. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And he had, I guess he's like a huge person on TikTok. Like he has mm-hmm. one or two million followers on there or something. <laughs> Yeah, there's a really famous TikTok that he got viral for that's really funny, where it's like people hanging out and they're talking about, well, when were you born? Oh, I was born in 19-whatever. Oh, I was born in 2000-and. And he's like, and? What do you mean, and? Like, that's a compound sentence. What do you mean, and? Like, you know, talk about how young <laughs> these kids are. Yeah. And it's it's hysterical, and it, it went viral as a sound for a while, too. So he's he's definitely set out on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Hunter Dino, she's on TikTok now, and I follow her TikToks where she's doing goofy stuff. Yeah, and, I mean, Chance was huge, like, for uh, music, and he already had a huge following. So I kind of like that, you know, the casting is expanding to people that are probably a little bit more well-known for gee, the demographic that they're targeting. What a concept. Uh, (laughs) Like, I mean, I didn't know of Jordan fight before all this, or I I didn't know of Chance Perez, but I'm not like a 15 year old person. You know what I mean? I just like that. They're all so talented. Yeah. They have claims to fame that like, Hey, once power Rangers is over, they can still do what they do in the entertainment business and and have Mm -hmm. fun. I look forward to the content that they will put out after Power Rangers. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's definitely one of those casts, especially these newer casts. I adore the Beast Morphers cast. I think they had a lot of fun during their set, and mm-hmm. it seems like I'm getting that type of vibe from this cast as well. And they've all been, mm-hmm. like, really interactive with fans on social media. So it's really good to see, like, Jordan finally join the Power Rangers family and... Yeah, I'm really glad they did that with this event. That was probably one of the cooler announcements of of the event. Yeah. Once the stream wrapped up, they had some fan questions. So someone did ask about the missing Tonfa weapons for Zeo Blue. They did say that those will come packaged in another figure or another release sometime in early 2022. Mm. So I would hope that maybe that's something like, you know, either in relation to Rocky or in relation to Zio, something along those lines where it makes sense where, oh, well, if you're already getting Zio blue, you're probably going to get this figure as well. Yeah. Or whatever accessory pack or however they decide to release it. They also teased, someone asked about the SPD Omega cycle and that figure set. And if we're going to be getting anything like that in the future. And what they teased was almost like they're like rocket up and space this. And I'm like, talking about in space? Are you talking about the the gliders? What are we talking about here? Come on, galaxy gliders. I want to hang 10. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Who knows if if we're getting those? That would be amazing. I would love to see 
maybe a Zane figure with his glider. It, something cool and, and unique like that. That would be amazing to have a pack of all of them. That might get expensive AF, but <laughs> yeah, I really like the Omega Cycle. I thought I thought it was a pretty good choice. So I'm interested to see what they do for more vehicle sets, like play sets. God, I would love a full-on command center to go with like my Zordon and Alpha pack. Yeah. You know, at least a console <laughs> or something. But, you know, I'll take what I can get at this point. I think uh, the Lightning Collection definitely has a lot more potential going forward. And then they did mention that the first wave of Dino Fury Zord toys will be out this fall. And that was something I also went into the interview with John Warden about. But then a couple more things that they announced during the stream. They are continuing to release new episodes on YouTube channel and I guess maybe some other outlets, which they haven't really specified. But the next release, at least on YouTube, will be Dino Thunder. So Dino Thunder will be making its way episode by episode to their YouTube channel. And the other big thing that was teased at the event, but we just got, you know, some press and more information today. They did tease that there'd be a battle for the grid announcement, which we got. But they also did tease like uh, for Legacy Wars that the White Ranger Ninjetti Falcon outfit for Tommy that's available now in Legacy Wars. And I guess the orange solar ranger, Remy from Power Rangers Beyond the Grid, her solar ranger form is actually, I guess, a power pass exclusive. So if you're part of the power pass, you can unlock her skin through SPD Cat Ranger for some reason. I don't know if that's because they're orange rangers. I think, yeah, maybe that was their whole thought process was like, ah, they're they're both orange. Sure, swap that on there. That's fine. I mean, it makes sense. Remy's kind of more of like this cat-like creature alien. So, you know, maybe they tied that with, with Cat's moveset. But yeah, at least her skin is making it into the game, you know, an official Orange Ranger. And then the big announcement for Battle for the Grid, which was first announced on IGN. IGN had the 24-hour exclusive release for that press. And then we just posted about today the... Press release with some new images and teaser for the Battle for the Grid Street Fighter pack. This is Ryu <laughs> and Chun-Li morphing into Power Rangers. So Ryu is the Crimson Hawk Ranger. Chun-Li is the Blue Phoenix Ranger. Now, these forms were previously seen a couple years ago in Legacy Wars, but now they are finally making their way into the official fighting game, Battle for the Grid. I mean, this is huge. That trailer is sick. Yeah. Holy cow. So, Ryu enters the Morphing Grid in a new Street Fighter pack. Lord Zed has weakened the Morphing Grid and is starting to break down the walls between realities. Ryu finds himself transported to the world of the Rangers, where he acquires a power coin and takes on the mantle of the Crimson Hawk Ranger. Ryu brings to battle his trademark stoic reserved poise and a lifetime of Shotokan training. His fluid, almost water-like fighting style is deadly at both range and up close, with his moves executed using classic, genre-defining input commands. Keep opponents on their toes from a distance with a classic Hadouken, or punish aggressive play-up <laughs> close with his uh, Satsumaki Senpu Kaiku, 
or iconic shuriken. So classic Street Fighter style yeah. uh, will be with with Ryu. I was watching uh, earlier today, of course, I've mentioned before Maximilian Dude, who is a, a YouTuber and mm-hmm. avid fighting game player. And he posted his reaction to the trailer. And he's like, this is the best that Ryu has looked in a fighting game crossover like this mm-hmm. in a very long time. Like, this is one of this is one of those. This is going to be a definitive version of that character in a Power Rangers game. And it kind of blew him away. And knowing that he's excited means that, yeah, this is going to be exciting stuff because that character is so beloved and so iconic and having him in power Rangers is going to be awesome. Yeah. It was such a huge announcement that this announcement made power Rangers trending on Twitter yesterday. Yeah. Everyone was talking about this. I don't think a lot of our fandom realizes our close knit fandom realizes how big Battle for the Grid is on the fighting game circuit. It is huge. It's massive. It's been played at fighting game tournaments in Japan, which that boggles the mind. Worldwide. Yeah. The fact that there are so many people just on social media saying, well, I'm going to pick up this game just for Chun-Li and Ryu. And I think that's huge because if you can get like this fighting game crowd, if you can get another fandom into Power Rangers, like they start playing this game and they're like, whoa, who's that like dog dude? Like, who's that battle beast ninja guy? Like, yeah, they're going to be like, what are these characters? Yeah, you're going to get them interested yeah. in the in the show for sure. Mm-hmm. So I just find it funny when I get it. I get the criticism. I get that there are probably hundreds of other Rangers that they could have picked for their next pack. But we're into the second year of this game. And the only way that you are going to be able to continue the longevity of a game like this, if you want seasons th- four, five, and six content, we're going to have to have a pack like yeah. this. And I, I haven't even talked about the other half of the announcement, but it's events and it's packs like this that are going to keep the game active and people talking about it and people interested. And it opens up so many more new people to the F- Power Rangers franchise. And it's stuff like this where, look, if the show's meant for kids, that's fine. Well, if you've got like these 20, 30, 40 year old gamers that are like, whoa, a Power Rangers fighting game and it's got a little Street Fighter in it, that's what keeps that brand going. That's what keeps interest going. And that's what elevates the conversation a bit. And yeah. I'm not super huge into the fighting game community. Typically, I'm not a fighting game player. It's not my style. It's not something I like to play, but I've played a lot of Battle for the Grid and it is fun. Like once it was a year out and they ironed out a lot of the bugs and they retooled the menu and the presentation and the cross play that was working. When you're playing that game, it is fun. And the story mode that they have integrated, everything. So when Street Fighter showed up in Legacy Wars, I was like, what the hell is this? What kind of thing is this? But then I realized, like, this is a whole new audience that they're grabbing. Exactly. And this is very much in line with 
a lot of fighting games these days do guest characters. I mean, of course, yeah. you look at the you look at the tentpole Super Smash Brothers. Super Smash Brothers is basically every character from any video game ever in a fighting game right now. And even to the point of you have guest characters and stuff like Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah, like Terminator. There's or- Terminators, <laughs> Rambo. Yeah. There's Robocop, which just awesome. Believe me, it's the coolest thing. So and hell, for- Fortnite, which is not, <laughs> not, a, fighting not game. a fighting game. But, but yeah, Fortnite doing these guest characters, having Kratos, Master Chief, Lara Croft, uh, Aloy from yep. uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming. Yeah, people enjoy having guest characters in situations in games where it's interesting and kind of thought provoking to be like, oh, wow, I wonder how that happened. I wonder how they decided to do that. I wonder how the Street Fighter team and Capcom said, yeah, let's do a crossover with Power Rangers of all things. And they they made that live action video already. That's already yeah. out. That's yeah. like, quote unquote, canon. That's that's out there in a roundabout way now. I mean, we could get Power Rangers characters in Super Smash Brothers. Uh, we could. That'd be awesome. We could. <laughs> it's never going to happen. But uh-huh. but yeah, stuff like that is is entertaining and it gets the fandom talking and it gets potential mm-hmm. people who could be in the fandom to take notice and be like, oh, I don't really have interest in, in Super Smash Brothers, but they added like Pac-Man. What? How does that work? I got to see this. Having these guest characters, having Ryu and Chun-Li join is a definite boon to the game's ecosystem of having those outside players go, wait, what? Chun-Li fighting Power Rangers? How does that work? I got to check this out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, And so just a note on this pack is that Ryu and Chun-Li available May 25th. That's $12.50 across PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, Steam, and uh, Stadia. Players can also buy each character individually for $6. And if you're wondering about the extra 50 cents, the pack will actually contain exclusive skins to be revealed at a later date. So Mm. who knows what those will be? Uh, Hopefully we'll find out uh, within the next month. But if you have never picked up Battle for the Grid, if this announcement has finally like awoken something in you and you're like, oh my God, I, I need this game. If this lit the fire under you. Yes, they also announced during this press release Battle for the Grid Super Edition, which is a collection of all the game's DLC released thus far, plus the newly announced Street Fire pack, along with some exclusive items available only in the special edition. The Super Edition will launch digitally on the same day, May 25th, with a physical boxed version to follow in July. The Super Edition will be sold for $50 and available for PS4, Switch, Xbox One, Steam, and Stadia. Here's the important thing. If you've already supported this release, either physically or digitally, upgrade kits to the Super Edition will also be available to those who already own Battle for the Grid. So don't worry, you're not going to miss out. But the Super Edition will contain the base Battle for the Grid game, Season 1, 2, and 3 pass, the Street Fighter pack, and the four bonus character skins, uh, the previously available skins in the Collector's Edition, which is the Pink Ranger and Lord Draken Evolution 2, the Green Ranger Version 2 skin, 
and they will have a Super Edition exclusive Ryu Crimson Hawk Ranger skin as the helmetless Crimson Hawk Ranger. So you'll have Ryu's face there. Definitely a time to check it out. I have the game on PS. Well, I had it on my four. It'll be transferred over to my five. But uh, I'm definitely going to pick up that expansion pack to get some of the other stuff I've been missing. Just because, oh man, come on. I want to give Lord Zed the biggest Hadouken! (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited about this. And I'm ready to play those characters the way they were meant to be played on a console. I like that they're in Legacy Wars, but I don't think I own either of those. I didn't I didn't purchase them or maybe I didn't give it get enough shards or whatever. But this is a super accessible way to get them and, you know, play them in an actual fighting game console game, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think that about that's all the does news it. that's fit to print, yeah. Zach AP, anything else that we should talk about? I don't know. Did we mention the Dino Fury Zords? Yeah. We, we talked a little bit about that. Like I said, they were seen previously, the prototypes at uh, the other Power Rangers Fan First Friday. Mm-hmm. And John Warden actually goes into more detail about that because I asked about them being announced in the fall and the timing of that and what's going on with that situation. So, yeah, definitely stay tuned for our interview at the end of this episode. Okay. I guess that does it then <laughs> uh, yeah i was gonna say other than, other than i can plug that i was on a different podcast last week which was kind of fun no go for it go it, for it yeah i was on the tokudan podcast with carl and rob the t- two hosts we talked about common rider week we talked about power rangers we talked about all kinds of fun stuff and they actually asked me back on after zenkaiger episode 10 airs and we're gonna do a little uh, mini review of the series from episodes one to ten so Keep on a lookout for that. Oh, that sounds awesome. And yeah, thanks, uh, Zach, for holding down uh, Common Rider Week last week. That was so fun. I love working with those guys. Yeah, they're pretty cool. We're going to have to have Team Rider on the show at, at some point for sure. But yeah, we'll link to all of that, all that stuff that Zach's been into. And we got a lot of stuff uh, happening with uh, Ranger Command, so stay tuned. Yeah. Right after this, we're going to be talking with the Hasbro Power Rangers team, John Warden of Product Design, and John Firestone of Global Brand Marketing. Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph, on Instagram and Facebook at rangercommandpowerhour, all one word. And until next time, we'll catch you later. And thanks for listening. Bye, Bye, everybody. everybody. (laughs) What the? (laughs) (laughs) So today we are interviewing uh, John Warden, product design for Power Rangers, as well as John Firestone, global brand marketing as part of the Hasbro Power Rangers team. So welcome to Ranger Command Power Hour, John and John. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure to be here, Eric. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. So since we have some limited time today, I wanted to talk a little bit about the reveals for Power Rangers, specifically uh, during FanFest, the word capsule was thrown around a lot. And for those not in the toy industry, can you tell us a little bit more about the strategy of product capsules and what defines a capsule? Sure. Um, 
really a capsule program, you can think of it as a collection of related products or items that all come out about the same time and are tied together through uh, some theme. And the idea is that by telling this thematic story with these uh, exclusive releases or these product releases, there's a reason for them to hang together and uh, a strong reason for you guys to want to go out and collect them all together so they can sit on your shelf together. Um, so really, it's just the idea of encapsulating these items together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like for GameStop uh, during the stream, they said there there would be a pink Power Ranger capsule uh, for Walmart. It'd be a little retro. And one of the other capsules that was announced fully uh, for Hasbro Pulse was the line of metallic rangers for red, black, yellow, and blue. So I wanted to ask on the product design side, John, um, it looked like this was a chance to update the design and features for some of the rangers, uh, most notably the helmet sculpts and portraits for Rocky and Billy. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. We had an opportunity here. Loretta and Corey did an incredible job of designing and sculpting these figures. Um, and, and the sculpt and design process is always evolving. You know, when you think about something, even from two years ago, there's always room for improvement or, uh, you know, the legacy of over 30 years of, of awesome Rangers and specifically the three years of Mighty Morphin uh, Power Rangers there's all these different head sculpts, different uh, hairstyles, and mm -hmm. this gives us an opportunity to bring something fresh. So while the metallic rangers in and of themselves, they have a fresh uh, deco and um, molded technique, uh, brand new portraitures, and in the case of the Red Ranger, brand new helmet, allow us a chance to really continue to up our game and um, offer things that have never been done before. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like... Billy and, and Rocky just turned out so great. And it's, it's good to finally see, um, you know, a little bit of freshness in that, in that mix, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. I think that's, that's part of collecting. We always want to try to offer new things and, and grow. And specifically re regarding the uh, metallic Rangers, we're also getting uh, like that really great packaging. So uh, what what kind of process goes into that, especially for a, a little bit more of the specialized deco, like with Spectrum and the metallic, and for these lines, the that sparkle effect throughout the packaging? Our branding team, Jonathan and uh, and Jarrett, do an incredible job. They're fans themselves, um, and they and they work with you know they're always looking to push the boundaries of of different types of. Um, papers and materials and printing processes that allow capsules to really set aside, you know, because it, a lot of fans, it's not just taking their figure out and playing with it like me, right. but you, you've got, you know, all how great they look on your bookshelf together and having, yeah. And if, if you, if you've got that heck of a collection, if you've got, if you've got some different packaging treatments on there, um, it's about trying to make those differences, but also trying to embrace the uniformity. So it still hangs like a wonderful collection. So hats off to the branding team on that one. That's an incredible job that they do. Thank you for appreciating it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I'm into graphic design and, and printing myself. So those extra embellishments are really always appreciated. They, they look great. Right on. So one of the really big announcements for the Lightning Collection is the Red Ranger Sentry. And we've had some comic book characters before, like Lord Draken, Ranger Slayer, and this is just another entry into that line. So can you tell us a little bit about the challenges for designing that particular figure? 
Yeah, I'm glad you asked. You know, it's um, when Corey and Loretta were working on this character, there was a balance to try to understand like how billowy could the cape be and still get articulation. Because when you have a caped character, mm-hmm. inherently, it makes you want to kind of have a more stoic stance. And the, so trying to find that right balance to allow the character to get the great fighting poses you want, while also making it so it doesn't look too odd if you had a battalion of these guys behind Dracon, that you want them to sort of look like they're staying in formation too. So trying to get that, that cape to hang correctly and still um, work with the articulation was a big challenge. And then also the mix of pieces on this one because of the fact that it had armor and then there's spandex pieces that are um, leveraging other pieces mm-hmm. from our tooling library to kind of deliver a great value to the consumer at the end. Um, it was a trick, you know, and, and a lot of it is, I think it was a risk worth taking with the great thing about the red century is it's just a genuinely cool looking figure. So if you don't know anything about shattered grid or world of the coinless, like this is an opportunity just to buy a really, really great ranger figure in a cool costume. And, um, it allows our fan base to expand. So that's, yeah, it's a tricky, you know, it's, I love the tricky armored characters in terms of, you know, pushing <laughs> right. the design team to do that. And Loretta and, and Corey really knocked out of the park on this one. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we can see uh, more centuries in the future because oh, yeah. those Mastodon are century. Come on. Oh yeah. That, that's a staple. <laughs> <laughs> and during the last uh, part of the uh, Power Rangers portion of FanFest, um, Dino Fury Zord toys were announced in the fall. Was, was it always the case to have the Zord toys out after the first eight episodes of the show into that like later time frame? Um, hmm. So we'd, we'd always planned for the Zords to come out in the fall. The idea okay. was to just let the, the, the show itself sort of land and go through a little bit of the evolution of the storyline as well before the Zords came out, allowed people to sort of get into the, their own building around the, our new Zord system. Yeah, and there was there was a lot of technical stuff from it, and not to get all how it's made on you, but there was a lot of trying to understand how those pieces are going to fit together, make improvements over the systems that may have existed in the past, mm-hmm. and trying to build in things um, that we know are going to make sense to fans of all ages. You know, aspirational bits of articulation, rotating heads, things like that. It takes time to do, and so we wanted to make sure we launch strong, get get hero and villain recognition with those first waves of characters. Get some great role play out there like that morpher mm-hmm. and then double down and fall with some of those awesome morpher uh not morphers the uh zords so that that um when, when people start to buy into the system it, it becomes kind of this exciting next step just like in the show like when the rangers call in the zords you know it's you know the big guns are coming in i think that's part of what we wanted to do it's it's all about trying to um make sure that we deliver the best product possible yeah, absolutely. Because I think the prototypes that were shown off during the Fan First Fridays were excellent. Like the all the little sculpted details, the little Red Ranger figures, all of those were really spectacular. And that's something me and my co-hosts really look forward to is, you know, we, we want these Zords. They look great. All right. Thank you. <laughs> that's awesome. Really good to hear. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So in FanFest, Paul and Loretta mentioned capes, uh, but seriously, like Mystic Force win? (laughs) (laughs) There's a a lot of Mystic Force fans out there. There really are. (laughs) There is heart for Mystic Force here on the team as well. But there's, there's love for the capes. 
and you can see it in the century. Yeah, yeah. In Cor and Korag, obviously, you can't you can't go wrong with oh, man. big purple knights. Like Korag is the way to go, in my <laughs> opinion. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, was there anything else that you guys wanted to mention uh, to the fans that you're maybe allowed to mention uh, or expand upon that you couldn't during FanFest? Uh, well, we, we've revealed what we can reveal so far. Uh, definitely stay tuned for more Power Month information. We've got lots of really exciting new stuff that we can't talk about yet, but we definitely think the fans are going to be super excited about this fall. But otherwise, really tune in for the TV show. Um, we've got our uh, mid-season finale coming just this Saturday, yep. 8 a.m. on Nick. Dino Fury's killing it. Really awesome characters, really awesome costume design. Definitely get in there. And definitely, it's going to be one heck of an awesome Christmas season. There's, we've got a lot more tricks up our sleeves for, for Christmas, not just for Dino Fury, but also for that, the collector lines as well. So please stay tuned. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, uh, John and, and John. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Eric. All right. Thanks. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at Ranger Command Power Hour. Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks for listening.